Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. What's up, everyone? It's your girl, Lauren Gardner, a.k.a. LG Red, and you're listening to Missing Curfew. He was born in the summer of his 27th year. Welcome back to a fresh episode of Missing Curfew Mondays, my man, up dog. Scary Mondays. Thanks to our boy Longer. Longer guy. was a great interview. I, I thought that was really great. Love Again, him. you know, anytime you can have a Super Bowl champ, absolute legend. Bonnaroo legend, too, by the See way. See how comfortable he looked sitting there with his feet up? Yeah, yeah. Like you're standing like you're yeah, fucking. Yeah, it's all right. I, yeah, I do my best work on my feet, eh? Huh? <laughs> well, you start on your feet. Never yeah. start. Never stop moving. Hey, well, he keep moving. As such, he said sitting's the new cancer. Didn't he say that when he came <laughs> in here? But longer was great. Listen, fucking week one of the NFL wild card was exactly that. It was wild. Sure was. You know, so thanks to longer. I, I could talk to that guy about anything. He's just a cool dude, wasn't Cool he? guy. Cool guy. And I want to go to Bonnaroo. I we want are to do going it. to Bonnaroo. I want to do it. So set it up. Tell wine, tell Weinstock not to rinse us over too much. We're not making bananas like we used to. That's exactly right. We're coming. We're going to grace Bonnaroo with our presence this we, year. We, we sure are. So thanks again to Longer Updog. We're, you know, we're trying to just you know bring it in Longer, different stuff. Obviously, Jackie Redmond's a friend of our show. We thought who better than than Lauren Gardner, uh, MLB slash NHL Network, Broncos alumni cheerleader, altitude alumni. Great for sports. Great attitude. Beautiful woman. Uh, so we got lucky enough to have her on today. Yeah, she's great. Took some time away from her, um, you know, crazy busy day over at the MLB NHL Network there in Secaucus, New Jersey. Man, we've been there. Secau- Tough to get out there. Secaucus. So she, Secaucus. Uh, she's great. Great personality. She's been fun around the game. Uh, always used to love going into Denver and seeing her on the bench doing her work. I'd be yeah. like, hey, Panger, who is, who is that over there? Hello, Red. <laughs> so LG Red on Instagram. She's great. She's great awesome. Girl. Awesome. Got, beautiful congrats woman. Congrats. She's come a long, long way. She's done doing some great stuff. World Series now. She's been, you know, wild card games and uh, doing a lot of great work. So yeah, happy to have her. Absolutely. On. LG coming at you right now. Bow. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew Up Dog. <clears throat> um, you know, we got our girl Jackie Redmond. Right? We got Jackie. We love Jackie. But we, we figured this, yeah. we, we say Jackie's hardest work. We had a spicy conversation with Jackie today, though. Yeah, we did have a spicy conversation with Jackie. Yeah, She's getting we real got spicy. fired up with her. But a big fan. We're a big fan of this girl, uh, Lauren Gardner. Thank you. Right from Jackson Hole, right off the mountain, looking fresh. How are you? LG, love, what up? Love the hat. What's up, fellas? I know how to pander to my hosts. Uh, yeah, you know, tough gig. Off-season, I guess, technically for me, even though there is no off-season with this job, but I was able to escape for a week and go ride, which is great. And by the way, Jackie is my girl. That is my soul sister. I love her, and uh, I can't say enough good things about her. She is the hardest working woman in sports she's right now. She's been doing great yeah, things. We love her, too. You know what? She's obviously a beautiful woman, but her work ethic, I mean... 
the way she'll jump on a plane, she'll do NHL, she'll jump on a plane last week, fly cross country to LA, do TNT, jump on the plane the next day, fly back to do NHL. We were spoiled, right? We jumped on a private plane with big old cushy seats. And like, I text her last week and I say, listen, I give you a lot of respect. Like, you are great at what she's impressive. It is. Yeah, and don't forget about WWE. By the way, oh, all yeah. the charters, fellas, how was the snack set up? Were we talking fried raviolis or did you go for the veggies? Oh, I was chicken wings and some, uh, you know, <laughs> some slices of za. Sometimes with chicken fingers, you know. We really classed it up on those birds, huh? Yeah, I just, all I, I just, know is the red wine was LG, I just wanted to make flawed. sure my, my, do, my, uh, my, what are they called? Dooley glasses with the red wine. That was a great thing about Vancouver. It was always <laughs> filled right to the brim. I was like, ah, oh, give me whatever the kind of finger food we got there. But I was more worried about the red wine. Oh, with the abs, I made friends with the flight crew and they would always sneak an extra bottle in my backpack when we get to a road city. So we would take the TV crew back to the room and we we just extend the party because why not? Exactly. Do you miss the private planes like we do? Like it's it's the one thing we're like, God, Obze, I don't miss like having the, uh, you know, of practices, a block shot on the <laughs> ankle or, you know, broken thumb <laughs> or whatever. But man, getting on that bird. You know, knowing you're landing in Dallas and, you know, you got something fired up, you're Nick and Sam's or something, you're yeah. ready to rock and roll. God, we miss that. You must miss that. It ruins you. I'll never forget the first time I stepped onto that charter and it was Air Canada and like my name was on the back of the headrest. And I was like, guys, I, I mean, I was that guy with my phone out and I was like, I did not care. Love you, Jean Martin. No, I did not care what he thought of me, like recording this whole thing so I could send it to my family. I was like, guys, this is amazing. And I was in the exit row. So I was right in front of all the snacks. You know what sort of temptation that was? Oh, never- I wasn't playing full 60 minutes like you boys. I know you guys were recording like 20 minutes of ice time, obviously. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's where we're going with. So, yeah, I couldn't afford the extra calories. The, the, the Never Hungry League, the NHL, the Never Hungry League. I, I was always, LG, I was always in the fat club, like watching my weight. And I get on the plane, like you said, and there's just food everywhere. I'm like, how am I supposed to say no? Like, get it out of here. Get the cookies out of my face. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the fresh baked cookies. I was like, oh, come on. Like, oh, I, I loved our flight crew, but they always came to us with those. I'm like, just go away, please. So, I love you. So where do we got you right now? Are you, at, are you at the NHL Network getting ready for your show? Now you're, where, is that your dressing room? Or where, 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 where'd we catch you? Where'd we catch you at? Where'd we catch you? <laughs> I have no idea whose dress this is right here, but this was literally the quietest place I could find with the best lighting. We have ourselves an iron, ironing board. We have some static guard, whatever you guys need. I got it set for you here in the dressing room. So, yes, I'm uh, technically on the baseball side. Like, you guys have been here. You yeah, know there are two yeah. buildings. So yeah. Beautiful offices. I, I snuck away. Yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous facilities. So, mm-hmm. I'm uh, hosting on the fly later tonight. My call time's not till. 9 30 but i came in early for you guys sweet is so, it, yeah, well, I, I wanted to ask at the studio there is there anyone pulling like the pranks like is anyone cutting like ties before a guy goes on air or is you know is there anything <laughs> going on where like you know they switch a shirt up or whatever and it's like three sizes too small is there any pranksters <laughs> in the nhl offices or, or what's going on up there that's a great question. You know, I am a fan of a good prank and I don't think I've ever experienced or witnessed one around here, but I may have to start it. But then, you know, once you start this, you, you gotta be careful because you never know what's going to come back to you tenfold because it is karma. Um, no, if there's anyone around here that would probably pull something, it'd be like Casey on the MLB side or of course Rupper. Rupper yeah, seems like yeah. he'd be one to pull a prank. 
So maybe I'll pull one on him, but I'm terrified of what the, the repercussions would be. Yeah, I was never a big prankster for that reason because I never wanted to come back at me. Especially and I, on live TV. And I had a short temper. Oh. Like, I didn't want to be that guy that, like, got pranked and then, like, fought my teammate over it. Like, I was like, that's immature. So I, I stayed away from the pranks. It's just a joke, fucker. Yeah, I, the only thing I would ever do, LG, is do, do you know what a leaner is? You know what a leaner is? In the hotel room, you get, like, a, a trash can, you put water, and you knock on the door. And it, that was where... That's all I would ever do. I, I draw the line at the leaner. Yeah, I the leaner. Yeah, I was, I was a leaner. <laughs> Although Willie Mitchell got you with a great prank. I know. He cut my tie before I went up for my um, my jersey ceremony in my hometown. Like, I get up there and I'm rushing to the... It was awesome. I'm <laughs> rushing was awesome. to the I rink. Knew it I knew to 2LG. I was like, this is going to be I great. I got one tie. I'm like in the this truck. My done. dad's driving and I'm like... God, I'm gonna be, I'm, we're late, blah, blah, blah. I'm all stressed out and sure as shit, like I go to put on the tie and it, it doesn't come down to like the middle of my chest and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> and then I'm like, <laughs> I go fucking Willie. Like I knew it was him. He didn't practice that day. He had access to the dressing room. I'm like, that that prick. Yeah, yeah he, got, he got him good. I, and I, knew it was, I knew it was coming too. I he rocked had, it, yeah. Did I you rock it, it or did you have I to rock it? No, I, I, Oh, yeah, you did up the jacket. did it really tight. You did up the jacket. jacket, And then I wore a jersey over You could have made it into a bow tie. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you've ever tried to tie a bow tie, tie. but men don't have it easy. Uh, Men have it easy in a lot of different areas, but tying a bow tie is one of the hardest things on the planet. He did wear a bow tie to the Entourage premiere. Kevin Connolly, our boy, hooked us up, and the movie came out, and an updog shows up with a bow tie on. I'm like, fuck, buddy, nice bow tie. You're (laughs) you're dressed to cast your updog. Guys, I'm impressed. We did, okay, real quick, we did pull a prank on Mark Mosher, though, with Altitude. He came to Dallas late because he has a radio show, and we just so happened to procure his hotel key. So we went into his room and we flipped all the furniture. We took the batteries out of the remote. Like, we. I, what else did we do? We did a, oh, we changed the alarm clock. I think I called for a wake-up call for like 4 a.m. So oh. we definitely had our fair share of pranks on the Altitude TV crew with the abs. But here, uh, you know what? The future might be bright. Yeah, yeah. That 4 o'clock wake-up call, that's a greasy one there. That one, it'd be like 4 was, o'clock wake-up call. That but was 7. Listen, we love Altitude, and we're going to get in alt- Altitude with you. We talk about Kiefer and the boys a lot on here. First thing I want to know, we know where the studio is in New York. But or in New Jersey, sorry. But do you live in Jersey or New York? Do you get to like, you know, we're called Missing Curfew for a reason. Are you going in the city a lot or where, where do you live? Or where do you, hey, where do you, where's your watering holes? You know, I actually am one of the few who lives in Manhattan. Not a girl. I was like, if I'm going to move out here, you may as well just live in New York City. Love so it. I got rid of my car. Uh, I, at first I started off in Hoboken and it was great, but it was either you're, you're a college kid and you're getting asked to prom or you're with child and in a serious relationship, I am neither. So I didn't really fit my lifestyle. And I caught myself always going into Manhattan to live it up with new friends. And uh, it's been fantastic. So I live on the Upper West Side, but I, I you know, kind of travel around the island and into Brooklyn. Oh, nice. Have you That's ever been, good. have you been to our boy spot, uh, Due West down in the West Village? Have you been there yet? No. Where oh, is this? Oh, wow. Okay. We got it. Yeah, we'll, we'll dial you in. It's a great, a great little watering hole. Due West, our boy Lupo and Mackell. I've been there a lot up on, on 10th between 4th and 5th. I know that because if you get lost. But it, anyway, you Google it. It's a great, you great would, bar. You would love great it. to watch sports. If you want to watch sports, it's a great place to do it. There's TVs. Okay. There's a good young crowd. Kind of fits our demographic, all of us. And um, yeah, it kind of has like a little family feel in there. It, it, West Village oh, is LG, great I'll tell you too. what, LG. It's got a, it's, it's got a classy that. feel. But at the same time, it gets rocking, right? You walk in, it's got nice, like, this is, oh, this is nice. I feel good. And then by, you know, 
whatever time you're like here we go who cares what's going on it's, it's going to <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll have to i'll drag jackie along yeah that would how be- are the wings how they, got really the wings. Wings. they got a good chicken wing there. They got a good wing. They got a good burger. Yeah, the chicken bites. The chicken bites tells you. Um, they okay, have a. Br- they a do a brunch. Too. They got a great Bloody Mary. If you show up early, I showed up there for the final, the the France Argentina game. I was the f- first person in there. I think I was in there at nine a.m. It's the second first time you've been. You said yeah, earlier yeah. today the first time at Wild Goose. I, <laughs> I I'm like starting to, start to worry about you, up dog. I know you got kids, but you can't go to the bar. At I'm nine up o'clock. early now, Lauren. I like to start early. So <laughs> get drunk at nine a.m. <laughs> day drinking, day drinking is like the best hack there is because then you're fresh it. the next day. Especially, yeah, up dog. You have kids now. You gotta, you gotta I keep know. it together. You gotta clean it up a little bit. It's just, it's just, just get drunk earlier and show up home to help out. That's kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. As long as you're serviceable in the house, you're I good know, to go. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, LG, I want to ask you about your, your days back at obviously Coach Prime's in the news a lot. I actually had to throw a rookie party up in Boulder. Uh, my day, my year at the Avs was a lockout short season. Joe Sacco says, we're not having a rookie party. I go to Stassi and the boys, fuck that. We're having a rookie party. We'll just figure it out. Boulder was our spot. I absolutely love it. Some of my good friends. Are you excited about Coach Prime and, and how Boulder's a great little place? Uh, Boulder is phenomenal, obviously growing up like 20 minutes southeast of there. Uh, I'm very familiar with the area. It is, it's so picturesque. I remember doing some stories when I was at altitude with, uh, you know, the coaching staff, obviously coach prime wasn't there at the time. Uh, but how recruits from like West Texas would come in and they look out, you know, the, the window and they'd see the stadium and the backdrop of the flat irons. It was so picturesque. They thought it was a fake backdrop. Like they couldn't, believe that this was what this place actually looked like uh but yeah i'm so pumped for coach prime i remember hearing the rumors about it my dad and my brother and i were texting about it because my brother's also an alum and uh we're all just big sports fans and everyone was like there's no way he's actually going to choose cu and here we are the program is so relevant i mean he was on the pregame set for the national championship he kind of stole the show yeah, he did. so i can't wait to see what the future holds up uh, but real quick I want to hear about this rookie party. Where did you guys go? Okay, what's the one? Night- you, I mean, what you can tell. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you, I'll tell you everything, LG. What, what's the one nice hotel they got there in Boulder? What's like the one nice one? St. Julian. Yeah, so we had dinner and drinks there, and then after that, Classy. we we classed it up at the start. Then I said, boys, let's just go get involved here, and we we hit whatever <laughs> every bar we could get. And I remember buying rounds, and these college kids are like. They couldn't believe it. Like, right, girls, guys, they were just like, we were buying rounds of drinks and we were handing them out. It was, it was actually an unbelievable, uh, you know, rookie party. And then we had a suite back at that hotel that some guys came back to, some guys didn't. I, I did wake up in Boulder that next morning and go, yes, I, I enjoyed every second of it. I was like, this is a great little town and, and picturesque. You're right. It was so beautiful. Right? So beautiful. It's so gorgeous. I respect it. So I take it you went to the hill. The hills were all the college kids' party. That's I was right I, in the mix. Of course, never did. I was no, a good kid. I, no, I, no, I, you no. Know, I kept it clean. I was focused on my studies. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I wasn't letting yeah. Joe Sacco get away with no rookie party. I was like, no, we're doing it somewhere. That's not even a th- like a, a coach trying to pull that trying off. Trying to it's pull not a fast one. Don't ever try to do that to you. No, know, I went right up to Boulder. Had a great time. LG was unbelievable. I is, respect that. Is there a that's, thing? That's such a pro move. LG, is there a thing at Boulder that everyone goes there has like a pretty solid taste in music? Like, is it is it a music? Is there, is there something about this, the school? We have a, our buddy Will Gale goes up there. He loves live tunes. It feels like he's going to a concert all the time. Is there like a is there a music scene that kind of comes through Boulder? Like a lot of bands come yeah. through and play there. And There's if so, have you seen any music show? scene? Yeah. Okay. Here's a random one. And I don't know why this just popped into my head, but I saw the black eyed peas before they were like a big thing at a tiny, tiny music venue there. And it was before like 
before Fergie like got all glammed up and she just wore like this like little like literally I think her tank top had holes in it and like cargo capris and like combat boots and I was like yo she she's special but yeah, yeah I, I think we used to go watch a lot of music there listen to a lot of music but yeah now that I think of it I think it was called the Fox that's the name of the studio or the, the venue and yeah they have some big acts that will come through I love Fergie back in the day, by the way. She yeah. was like just right? a gangster up there, right? Like Fergie. I was like, look at her go. Yeah, the, well, the band's go. the band's sick. I mean, yeah. they're, they're... but Fergie was the reason I liked the Black Eyed Peas. It was well, no I'm not shit. Gonna, you? I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna lie to here. I'm gonna I like the curves. He's like, I'm a big Will I Am fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not a big Will I Am fan. I mean, I respect him, but Fergie was the one that got my attention. And then, so so you're a Colorado girl. Was it always a thing? And then, you know, so take us through your, you know, did you do broadcasting at school? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know. I'd actually like Good to question. share a quick, quick little story on how I met you too, but, <laughs> but bring us into like getting a chance to work for like your home, you know, your hometown thing. You were a cheerleader. Maybe am I giving it away? I'm not sure, but bring no, us you're into not that. Anything yeah. away. If you go on the Instagram, I think it's been plastered all over. <laughs> like, guys, I don't know if you knew this, but I was a Broncos cheerleader once upon a time. There it is. Um, You've heard yeah. it folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I absolutely. Uh, I loved growing up in Colorado. I actually, one of my first gigs, in broadcasting was covering the, the CHL, the Central Hockey League, not Whoa. the really good one up north, uh, on the radio. And uh, it was the in-game host, I think, for the Abs for a minute, the Rockies, cheered for the Broncos, interned at a sports magazine, interned at the uh, Regional Sports Network, but I was a political science major. So I wanted to be a lawyer, and uh, but grew up playing sports. I was a competitive softball player, had a college scholarship to a very small school, which I didn't take. And uh, just kind of, you know, it was like woven into the fabric of like just my life and my family, just watching sports, playing sports, being around it, being super active. And uh, when the Avs came to town, we're like, oh, cool, hockey. And then they won right away. And we're like, oh, sweet, we love hockey. And went to the parades and it was kind of like Avs Broncos household for, and of course, Rockies for a long time. And we, we also really like the Nuggets. But uh, yeah, it was just kind of what we do in our household. I think that's how we all bond is by watching sports and talking shit to each other can i say shit you can say shit you can yeah. say anything you want on here yeah, yeah. i don't and think this is gonna be fired and, and, and denver's a great sports town for all the teams you just named. You, like, when i signed there i was like fuck they got it every sport here like, no, they really do, yeah. I was like here we go lacrosse team i just get banged up with lacrosse players all the time like it's a great oh, the sports mammoth. the mammoth yeah those boys would I fly the mammoth i was a dancer for the mammoth i forgot about that yeah those <laughs> boys would fly in for the weekend and then fly back to work nine right? to five i'm like geez boys you guys are dedicated did you see the clip of the guy the other day? There, there was a guy that won in Vancouver the other night, and he was like, I'm going to the Roxy. I was like, why can't NHL players be like these lacrosse players uh, anymore? Yeah. Like, these lacrosse players still have that, like, let's win and get drunk kind of thing. But um, I guess my question is, for me, the hardest thing when I got into this was, like, you, you think it's going to be somewhat easy. Like, yeah. for you, was it just doing reps and not saying no to anything and just eventually getting better and better? Yes. And that's, I appreciate your respect for the craft and yeah. that, you know, you watch or you get interviewed and you're like, Oh, these, these donkeys, like, it's not that hard. <laughs> like just do this, stand in front of the camera and like say words. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think like when I interned, I was editing, I was running ticker, I was running camera. I don't think I necessarily had a desire to be on air until, you know, the opportunity kind of presented itself with like this magazine show. They're like, can you do the around the town stuff? And I was like, uh, sure. And uh, it really was the reps. And then I decided I really liked it. But for some of the internships, I mean, I think I asked, I called one executive producer five times and he was finally like, we don't even have a program, but you can come in and just learn what you want because you're so annoying and persistent. <laughs> I guess persistent is a nice way of saying annoying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I covered everything from, 
uh, Ultimate Frisbee to lingerie football and MTV2 to men's league lacrosse that wasn't even varsity, uh, the NLL, uh, Central Hockey League, Minor Hockey League on the radio for less than gas money. Like, you guys get it, but it really was getting the reps. And I'll never forget my first ever live television was covering a CHL game on altitude. They had like a handful that were televised. And, uh, like I came on here. All I had to do was host the intermissions guys. It was so easy. I didn't even, they didn't even allow me to do the interviews. I tossed to the interview and I called it a halftime report. We'll be back with more of like, I think the, it was like a car dealership sponsor. I'm like halftime report. And I was like, Oh shit. That's not it. But, you know, like you freeze up when the red light comes on. So yeah, a lot of reps and just, I ultimately to me though, it's like, I get to be the conduit that gets to help tell the story. It's like, it's not about me. It's about the stories and the players and the events and the connections. It's so true, though. The first time I did it as after I retired, our boy Dan Murphy in Vancouver, I flew in to do some, I was doing some Sportsnet radio stuff. He's like, I'll get you on the first intermission. I never had an earpiece in my ear before, right? Because I was oh, always a player. And then yeah. they start talking to me like, all right, 10, 9, Obi, move over the right. Obi, your tie. I'm like, holy fuck, here we go. And like the <laughs> lights hit, I'm like, ah, yeah. It's, I'm like, I fucking totally froze. I'm like, man, I need some work at this. I remember this. that. You yeah, did good. I, You think? I don't think yeah. I did. No, you did. You did yeah. good. Yeah. I don't know. You, I was, I was, great. I don't know, LG. It was, a, it's, it made me realize if I wanted to do this, and I'll be learning this. Full time. It's you got to just get out there and continue to work and you get better. And you, people think, oh, I could do it. You're like, come on in here. Come and, on in there. And my question, yeah. my question would be, do you still enjoy sports as much knowing that you have to prepare so much on the back end to go in and watch the game? Or can you even watch the game? You know, you do a great job on your, you know, the NHL tonight stuff and, and recovering and doing those highlights and stuff. But Thank like you. at the live games, it's like, you can't even sit back and enjoy it. Cause you're like, shit, I got to grab a guy, which guy am I going to grab? And then you're talking to the, it's, it's really hard. And especially if you're a sports fan, yes, it's a great chance to have a great life and, and, you know, work hard and work around sports, but it's tough to really watch them and enjoy them as the fan, I think. Yeah. I, I appreciate that you guys can now relate to that. And it's so fun. Like, especially, you know, when you're covering just a single team, you have a dog in the fight. And of course it was a team I grew up cheering for. So it was kind of like the dream job when I was yeah. covering the abs and, you get lost in the moment, but I think that was the beauty of the altitude broadcast is that they can do that and yeah. they kind of give them the free reign to be complete homers. So I've caught myself getting lost in it, you know, getting to go to game six last year and going on the ice after they clinched the cup. Like that was something where I truly was enjoying the game. And truth be told, I was not thinking about any of the questions I was going to ask on the ice. I just kind of like went for it and was yeah. winging it. But for the most part, yeah, you are watching. I mean, God, I was yeah. just covering like MLB postseason and, you know, like how chaotic it is. They throw you out on the field. It's like you get, you get like packed into this hallway in the ninth inning. So like for the wild card game, game one between the Cardinals and the Phillies, like I think the cards had like a three run lead. So I'm standing there. I'm like, okay, we have our players picked out. We're going to get like Nolan Arnott on Paul Goldschmidt. And here come the Phillies. They put up a six spot. We have zero vantage point. We don't have a monitor, a TV. We can't see the field. All I can see are the fans' reactions. It's like all like life is leaving their faces as their team <laughs> is just like giving up this amazing lead. And so you get thrown out there and you're like, figure it out because you can't listen to the broadcast. So the, you know, the chaos that's involved, you can't really enjoy the moment as much, even though you're trying to like relay that moment to the fans and you like you owe it to the fans. So it's it's kind of interesting, up dog to your point. Yeah, you are like trying to help be part of the moment and embrace yeah. and embody that moment but you also have to be poised and think about what you're going to do and say uh, 
It's, it's great what she calls. Can't get too drunk. It's great what she calls you the updog. It's great what she's saying. You say the updog very well. She's wearing the fella hat. Hey, updog. Hey, Let's go. I'm one of the boys. Let's you go, are, guys. Hey, LG, before we move on to altitude sports, and they are fucking homers. You're right. But I love Kyle Keefer. We're going to get into altitude. The <laughs> Broncos cheerleading stuff you did. I, I got to meet some cheerleaders throughout my playing career. And like. Oh, did you? Yeah, but like how hard they work, how hard, they, no, but honestly, how hard they work, like the hours you girls put in, the 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 toll on their body, and like the, the shit, like, I mean, now that you're done looking back, we're like, holy fuck, that was hard, and like, yeah. I, I don't know, I'm always blown away by how hard the girls work, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, you guys, I've, I've been like taking my fitness like pretty seriously because, you know, I'm trying to keep up with Jackie, who's an absolute animal recently. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to our- Jackie's our on some performance enhancing stuff, I think. You got to check her, check her coffee cup. What's she got in her coffee cup? <laughs> she definitely has PEDs in that coffee and I respect it. Uh, so we went into our rehearsal and it was like, three hours guys no yeah. joke and it was a full-on halftime show like we were de like divided into decades and we had full-on like it was a performance like the dances were like things we would perform while i was like actual cheerleader in you know my early 20s even though i'm 25 now it was only five years ago um and i the next day guys i was so sore and my neck was so sore i'm like what the fuck oh yeah <laughs> like i forgot about all like the hair whipping and all that stuff but it was it really was very demanding because we would have like six hour rehearsals we'd have to come in knowing the choreography that we'd learned during you know a camp and have that done then we would do something called clean it but if you weren't like fully prepared with like every little like arm and pinky in place like you were going to get yelled at even though it was a very welcoming and loving environment but they took it seriously because this was you know this was an on the field product that they wanted to be you know up to par with the broncos standard and the broncos brand uh, and, you know, we would like run the stairs beforehand on our off days. You'd be in dance classes working on your technique. I mean, it, it really was very demanding. And yeah, looking back, I'm like, like a bunch of us uh, during our reunion were like, how the hell did we do this? Yeah. <laughs> like we were watching the current cheerleaders and they were performing like 20, 25 routines on a game day. I'm like, how did I remember all that? Like, how did my body do that in chaps? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and like practice five days a week, right? Didn't you guys practice every day or something? Like I remember, I thought yeah. I remember them being like, we got practice again. I'm like, a mile high. <laughs> not not like, to mention. Mention your games, thousands of games feet up not in the air. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, games not till Sunday. It's Tuesday. Why do you got practice on Tuesday? Like, <laughs> did you guys have to practice every day, or do I remember that wrong? Okay, so it was. It felt like every day. Okay, I'm okay. sure because like auditions were in April, right? Like preseason doesn't even start until August, and okay. we're uh, like hosting auditions because we're learning all the routines. You have your calendar shoot. We have stuff with uh, you know in the community, junior chair stuff. So I think we practice like two or three days a week, but then there, there's always something going on. Yeah. It was, it was very much so like, it wasn't quite a full-time job because everyone was required to have something going on outside of it, but it was, it was very demanding. And there was a reason why when I went on to do just even the in-game hosting for the Rockies, they're like, you have to choose. And I chose, you know, broadcasting, but I still actually ended up working in the office of the cheerleaders uh, for like the next couple of years. So it felt like I was on the team forever. Yeah, so fellas that are listening out there, yeah. respect these respect these totally. young ladies because they play hard. They play hard. They play hard. What, were there any girls like missing curfew the whole time? Was there any like badasses <laughs> that were just showing we tried up, to get them. like showing up on Sunday, just like really, bitch? Like you went out last night to like three in the morning. Like look at yourself, you know. Like was there any? Were you like, wow, that's impressive that you could you know do that and then come out here? It's it's snowing. You're like get some mouthwash, honey. Get some mouthwash. <laughs> you know. I I want to say we were all very well behaved. There may have been like a game or two that maybe it was like, of oh, course, Sunday yeah, yeah. You, you stayed out a little later than you should have on a Saturday. You weren't feeling your best, but 
it's the adrenaline that powers you through and all the training. I was never one of those. You're like, man, this Gronkowski guy had us out last night till like three in the morning. (laughs) Gronk kept buying rounds. We told him to go to bed, Gronk. No, but the Broncos fans too. It's I don't, you've done, have you been to a Bronco game? No, it, it's I a pretty except for this year. Russell Wilson, by the way, like I've had enough of that guy. I ruined my whole fantasy team. But anyways, the atmosphere is unbelievable <laughs> there, right? LG, like it's 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 probably a Bronco city first and foremost. Maybe a little net less yeah. now with the Avs winning a cup last year, but it is a Bronco city. Like the games, a little cold, but they're fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many you went to. I know the game that we performed at. I got a text from Jared Bednar and he's like, you still got it. And I was like, oh, you must be enjoying the game from the comfort of a suite somewhere while we're out freezing our asses off on the field. Exactly. But yeah, the fans are incredible. And you're so right. Like it is, it's Broncos country. It is a Broncos town. And then, but it's, they're tremendous sports fans. So if like the abs are good, the nuggets are good. Rockies are good. They're going to step up and yeah. they're going to support their teams. Like people just love their sports. I mean, even, uh, over Christmas break, I went to an Avs game and people were like stopping me left and right because they just, they love their Avs. They pay attention. It's so cool. Yeah, and speaking of Jared Bednar, I often on this podcast say how good of a dresser he is. The best dressed coach in NHL from a lady's perspective. Right? Is this, is this suits not National League or what? He's always looking good, that guy. Dude, Betsy is yeah. dapper. Yeah, like, he's dapper. I was like, he's dapper. He's, he's dapper. dapper. Like, I think we were waiting for our bags one time getting off the plane. I was like, dude, like, is, is your wife dressing? He's like, yeah, she helps me out. You know, like I'm in the show now. I want to look good. Oh, both no. of our, like we had the same first year. That was a uh, 48 point season. And where, you know, it was brutal, but uh, yeah, he, uh, when he came to the show, he meant it. Like yeah. he was, he was dressing to impress. Yeah. I remember like looking over, like in between the glass in Denver and being like, who is this stud? Yeah, look at that tie. Was <laughs> look that, at this guy. Was that double Windsor there, buddy? How do you tie that? He's How do you tie the, that? Yeah, he's got the double <laughs> pleat. Like he's got the full, the three button. And yeah. I'm like, man, this guy's, and then he's sitting next to uh, his assistant coach, Runkle, that we got. <laughs> 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 oh, Runkle wasn't pulling out the nice Yes, my boy, Ray Bennett. I'm like, I'm like, Runkle, who's the stud on the, the head coach there? Jeez. I'm like, who's running the power play? Come on, man. This is <laughs> I love Ray Bennett. He was good. I, I was so pumped He's for him. I, he dude. was one of the first guys I text like on that run. And then when they won, I'm like, congrats. Like he had worked his uh, ball, he worked his balls off under Hitch for us in in um, St. Louis forever. So I was pretty happy for him. That's yeah, and you so talk, well deserved. Yeah, and you talk about Ball Arena. Like LG, when I played there, we weren't very good either. We had a few more points than 48, but we weren't very good. Just to see Ball Arena the way it was last year in the final, and I don't know. I was just like, wow, this place it, it gets rocking pretty good. <laughs> you so, liked him good enough to put 10k on. Yeah, I wish they would have won Game Five. LG, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that one's well, Game five, got you. Game five, I remember watching that host uh, pre and post for uh, Friday Night Baseball on Apple TV Plus. So we had, we were in our big studio 21, and we put it on the huge, like, floor to ceiling screen. It was like Cards Cubs game, and like, what, obviously June wrapping yeah, up. Yeah. Like, I had to host the post off. game show for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could not have cared less. I'm like, guys, this is like, I need to wait for the clock to like strike zero on this game before I even begin to talk about this baseball game. I full disclosure, I was so wrapped up in that. I cannot believe they lost that. Yeah. But they even said there was just so much pressure because of the fans. It's so funny you say that. And me and him, as two ex players, we looked at each other and we were both kind of like, fuck, everybody in here is sitting on the edge of their seat waiting yeah. to see the Stanley Cup tonight, including us, because we were like, <laughs> we're gonna go meet up, we're gonna go meet up with the boys, eh? The alumni. I'm like, up dog, I'm alumni, you're you're pretty much alumni. We'll We'll meet up with those boys, but the nervous energy was it was it was real, and you could see it kind of it it it, it hurt their performance. Yeah, yeah, I think you guys are absolutely right. It just seemed like they could all just like exhale 
yeah. and just go play their game in Tampa. So I and just selfishly, I got to go. Yeah, I just got sad drunk that night. We still got drunk, but it was more sad drunk. I'm like, I'm talking, I can't Wait, believe what? I put 10 grand on that fucking hockey game. <laughs> um, okay, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Where was your go-to spot in Denver? Like both when you played and now. Oh, wow. I'm old school. What was the, I'm drawing a blank. This is brutal. Um, right on Market. My second year, I lived at the, I lived at the Four Seasons residence, uh, right on Market Street. The old greasy bar. The old greasy bar. What was it called? I can't believe I'm blanking on it. The greasy bar on Mar. Oh, spill. Spill. So I would always start. Oh, that was right I next would, to I the would, ping pong bar. Yeah, right? I would start at spill, and then I would go across the street to. Did we lose her? Then I go across the street to the bar that, that had the ping pong table, and it was yeah. the bar across the street that was classier than spill. Oh God, I know what you're talking about. We used to go there all the time. I um, wish I could text Factor right now. Yeah, you the would ping know. pong bar. You walked yeah, in. Yeah. There was a ping pong table, and the bar was in yeah. the back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, well, we know what we're talking okay, about. Okay, so LG, you stay, on, you stay on that side of the street across from Spill, and then there was a club that was right on the corner. Was it called, was it called Chloe? I don't think it was called Chloe, but it was called something like that. There was a Chloe there. Yeah. It starts with an L. Yeah, uh, that, that was my go-to spot right there. Those three little things would Spill. I spent too much time at Spill. I'll be honest. Too much time at Spill. I think we spill. all spend too much time at Spill. <laughs> I spend too much time at Spill. Now we just do Dirk Bentley's and call it a night. Yeah, it's it's crazy how much the city, like over by Coors Field when I was there, I was telling Uppy last year, like that wasn't there. There was none of those bars. It was just Coors Field and maybe a couple bars. Yeah, right? There's yeah. that whole Reno area. I'm sure everyone watching that lives anywhere other than Colorado <laughs> is not interested in this part of the conversation. Well, but I yeah, mean, like there's Rhino and all those great places. It's awesome. It's a fun city to party in, but uh, let's talk Altitude yeah. Sports real quick. I, I love Kyle Keefe. We love what Altitude does for hockey. We think they're unbelievable. Um, Kiefer's the best, man. I, I love that guy. He was so good to me my two years, but he's just great for the game. But let's call a spade a spade. Kyle Keefe's a homer. He's a homer, but I think he embraces it. I think he embraces it. <laughs> yeah, you think? Uh, I, God, I love that dude. I remember when I was dancing for the Colorado Mammoth, which was the indoor lacrosse team, the NLL team that you were referencing earlier. And he was in charge of like in-game presentation for all the teams. And then they started Altitude as a network and they're like, you're cool and funny and you like sports. Like, do you want to be a television host? And here we are all these years later. And he's like one of the best studio hosts in the NHL and Yes, he loves his team. He doesn't hide it. Yeah, he doesn't um, hide it. At all. But, you know, it, like between him and like, you know, I know Mark Rycroft has, you know, since moved on into the booth, but the chemistry those two had together. And I learned so much from Riker just being, you know, on set and studio with him when Kyle and I would swap out and he would go on the road and I would stay and host free and post. But yeah, I learned so much from Kyle, just the way he approaches the craft and that he's just so true to himself. He, it's almost as if, you're just kind of like watching a conversation between two friends. Yeah. It's not necessarily that like buttoned up, like overly formal presentation. And, but that dude, that dude loves his team and he is not hiding it. No, and I, it's ridiculous at times, but I love it so much. Like he'll turn it on and be like, oh, I can't believe there wasn't a penalty called that period. You see those two things? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Kiefer's not hiding that. But he, he gains. Um, well, he's not on a national network. No, so he's no, allowed to he say. should be though. He yeah. should. Yeah. I told him this when we saw him in the finals. Kyle Keefe should be working for a national network if he wanted to. Maybe he doesn't want to leave altitude, but he's that good that he should be. Um, Agreed. But he gains the trust of the players. Like when you play there, you know, he's not going to sizzle you. He's funny. He's going to make you look good. And most importantly, you want to see Kyle Keefe. When he walks in the morning, yeah. you're like, Kiefer, get over here, buddy. And he's got some crazy <laughs> thing to say. But he's just good for the game. And we love what Altidu does in general. And uh, we had a good night with Kiefer there when we were at the Stanley Cup. Good day Cup. and night. Yeah, we had played golf with him, took him out. So he, we love Kiefer. He loves you, too. So yeah. 
We wanted to bring him oh, up. I love him. I heard you guys had a nice dinner with Jackie. Did you guys have some red teeth the next day? We did. Yeah. We did. We did have some. <laughs> Who doesn't have red <laughs> teeth after dinner with Jackie? Updog was ordering fucking appetizers and sides, and I'm like, Updog, it was a National League. We're not in the NHL anymore. We got a podcast. We don't need two baked potatoes (laughs) and the lobster mash. Like, we don't need it. It was a thank you dinner for Jackie and all that she'd done the whole year. You know, leading up to the finals. And I know, I know, she's she's a big fan. I want to ask you about the Avs this year. I don't know how much you follow them. I think they're going to turn around. Uh, We bet here with DraftKings. I'm gonna when Landis Call comes back. I think the Avs are going to go on a run after the All Star game. Are you feeling that too, LG? Do you think the Avs can, can fight their way back in? Shane, I love what you just said there. I think Landis Gog just having been around that team, what game in, game out from, you know, the 48-point season to when they were really turning around and even last year uh, for the cup final, I honestly think his leadership cannot be, like, overstated. I think it's extremely important. And, like, I mean, what was it? A couple weeks ago they lost to the Coyotes. It's like you have a team with oh, Nathan yeah. McKinnon, Devon Taves, and Nico Ranson, yeah. like, you can't lose to the Coyotes. But I think they know that. I think that may have been like a pivotal moment in the season. This team, I think, you know, the injuries have been insane. insane. But if you look at the West, it, the Central, of course, Central's tough. But I think they're they're going to get in. And once they get in, now they know how to win in the postseason, especially with Landis Gog and his leadership. Yeah, I'm not worried about him. Uh, come All-Star, and they're, they're not winning more, and they're not climbing up a little bit more. On the other side, I might get a little bit worried. My brother's a diehard fan, so he's extremely, like, critical of the team. He lives and dies with, like, every win. And I was like, it's okay. Don't worry. Things will be fine. I'm getting a little concerned to myself, I did, and I need I them to get me out of a hole. Landy, if you're listening, I need you to get me out of a fucking gambling hole. Get back, fella. I need you back, Landy. <laughs> did you hear what happened to Kale McCarr? What's the rumblings? Team, so. What's the rumblings with Kale McCarr? He got a little today, said he was on yeah, the IR this morning. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, no. All yeah, right. I did see that. All I know is the reports that are out there. But I'll, I'll do a little digging. I have yeah, some sources. I you're some our contacts. insider. I have some sources. Yeah, I, I got some you sources. guys. Okay. I got you guys. Last sports question for me. I'm going to flip back to your other job at MLB Network. I, I have one team that I'm a diehard team. It's the Toronto Blue Jays. It's the only team I continue to cheer for. I put the jersey on. I got my heart oh, broken by Seattle. I didn't know that Gasto oh. or Castro guy was like the best pitcher in the history of baseball. <laughs> um LG, can my Blue Jays, can they can they get back to the playoffs? Do you like the Jays? Uh, I'm a diehard Jays fan. What do you think of the Jays? Okay, I love the Jays. I love that there's an entire country behind this team. I love the young lineup. I love the swag from, you know, you have Vlad Jr., who, to me, like, going into last season, he said, last year was the trailer. Now you're going to see the movie. Like, when someone has that kind of confidence and they play that way, that is what you want to see. I think the pitching is there. They have the depth. The AL East, though, it's not going to be easy, especially since the Yankees got their boy Judge back. Uh, you know, and Boston's, they're kind of stacking back up. You can never, like, write off Tampa. And the way they seem to, you know, it's their money ball approach, and it always works. Uh, and, and also, oh, my God, I can't believe Baltimore. Baltimore's relevant again, you guys. Adley Rutschman is the real deal. However, all that said, I think there's something special about this Toronto team. You guys just went head-to-head with another really special team. In, yeah. in Seattle. Seattle is, there's something, I don't know if it's like opposite coasts up north, like whatever you guys got going on, but uh, I, I believe in you guys. I believe in that young lineup. And ultimately, I think it's swag. Yeah, okay. Speaking of swag. Sort of boils down. swag Speak, pitching and swag. Speaking yeah. of swag, the home run jacket. Do you like the home run jacket? I don't, I'm old school. I don't like the fucking home run jacket. Let's just hit a home run, give some high fives and have a seat. We don't need to put a jacket on. <laughs> am I Am I old? Me and Lupo, we both agree. We got the home run jackets. Got to go. We've been talking to Chappie. 
LG, am I am I old or what's with the home run, Jack? You like it? Okay, I I love you, and I may have shared that same sentiment a while ago. But having covered the like, college football and everyone has like a turnover chain and all that stuff, every team has some sort of home run celebration. Whether it's like the Angels have a cowboy hat with stickers on it, I think uh, Milwaukee <laughs> they ring a bell and they put on like some sort of what's the the Marvel? Oh, God, I'm going to lose all my cool points. What's the oh, Marvel no, thing with I the Thor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so at least the home run jacket has like there's more of a story to it, and they have patches for me like all the countries that are represented uh, in the team. The, I get it. Like, what if you guys put on like a fucking helmet every time you scored a goal? Like, yeah. I totally understand. Come on, that. like, come on, boys! Act like you've been there before. <laughs> we laid out yeah. a big hit, but it's just it's the culture within baseball now, and everyone has something. Like the Padres had this giant swag chain that would like spin, and I, I think as long as it works, and maybe it's like added incentive, and ultimately, like baseball's trying to get younger, and you know, like relate to a younger yeah. demo so this is something that adds more fun and personality to the game look at that There's, she's got the i like the scoop. swag chain i don't know maybe we st- i know the padres got that but a swag Imagine chain how many like, how many times judges had to put that that stupid thing on yeah that would look like a normal chain <laughs> yeah. that would look like a normal chain like on 70 him. times he give me that but, give me that thing speaking of swag chains uh we went up to the battle of alberta last year up he made me go because he's from alberta and remember all the oilers swag chains they had there they were pretty cool. With McDavid gold. With McDavid, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was just cool. I mean, they were wearing them everywhere. I do remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. How sick is that guy? Oh, this right? guy the is, hit, right? he's a creature. We, just, we yeah. talked to him this week. Like, I just saw him live in Vegas. I, I, I don't oh, know what man. to say. Like, he is so ridiculously good. I, it's not fair. I mean... I don't know. I don't know what yeah, to say. I, about I, and I watched it firsthand at the Ducks game last week too. And yeah. it was, he was just flying around. And, and we should have put a million dollars on that game. I we should have put, put a million. Dollars I could have played third line. I told Obi I could have played third line for that for the Ducks squad against the Oilers and, and, then, and done a better job of just covering the back door. LG, I text him. But I go. I go. Yeah, you could have played tonight, but could you play tomorrow night at Staples if you had to? No, I'll pay. could you play back to back? Could you play? Back? Could you play? Not after a night out in Hollywood with you. No, yeah. LG, are you going to the All Star game in Florida? Speaking you got the fella hat on. We're doing fella tour. Are you going to be there by chance? Jackie's going. We're going to we're going to probably she's get her tuned up a little bit. Are you going to be there? Guys, so if I'm off, I might try and sneak down there. I just had my one hockey trip of the season to Plymouth, Michigan for the BioSteel All-American game, which oh, nice. don't be jealous. Plymouth this time of year is really nice. The game actually that aside <laughs> was really really cool. Um so I don't think I've been assigned to that because of the depth chart at NHL Network. And since I'm also on MLB, I get to go to all the baseball events. So they're trying to keep it fair and equitable. So the, the short answer is no. The long answer is there's always an angle. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, spring training I, starts I, in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Just get down to South Florida. I would say there's a couple right? gu- there's a couple guys in that depth chart we could bump off there too. At NHL Network. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We could bump a couple guys off, take the weekend off. But uh, I understand what you're saying. Everyone's got to... Go on a fair trip. But uh, LG, we yeah. appreciate you taking the time. You're great for the game. Uh, keep killing it. I hope you're right about the Blue Jays home run jacket because I'm a diehard fan. And if you are in South Florida, uh, hit us up. Come over with Jackie. But thanks for everything. We appreciate you taking the time. Oh, I appreciate both of you fellas. Keep up the great work. This uh, is also so good for the sport. Thank you so much. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. Um, Great interview. Thanks again to LG, Lauren Gardner coming on. Uh, had the fella hat on. Nice touch. That's a classy touch yeah, up. It's a classy touch. I wonder where she found that. She said she found it in a box. Hopefully with all, <laughs> Do we got hopefully not with all the other ones that we sent there. Hopefully a few people grabbed those. <laughs> if you're not wearing those at NHL Network, please send them back. Uh, we will uh, try to sell them or give them out or do something. 
Uh, so know. it's good. Do you think we get her down in the All-Star game with Jackie? Or? I would love for her to come down. I mean, I thought she would be there. Just like, why wouldn't you want to send? She's got to be up the totem pole there, right? Yeah. A few guys we're going to kick off. <laughs> There's a couple guys that come to mind. They're not getting the invite to the, that, that, to the fella are, house. No, or so. not, no, I'm just joking. We love everyone at NHL Network, but I would love to see her there. <laughs> Jackie's going to be there. Um, yeah, she's great. She's, she's worked hard up. And that's the thing I respect about her most. I mean, you've gotten into this business after... You know, both of us playing in the NHL for a long time and, and lived our dream out. But this is a lot of work, too. It's it's fun to sit in here and shoot the shit with you and laugh with you. But at the same time, it's reps. It's work. Um, and she's worked her way up. So I, I was happy to have her on. And she's she's good shit. She can hang with the boys. She's going to hang with the boys. She's one of the fellas. She's going to Due West now. You're welcome, Loops. I better get a free fucking, you know. She's going to be at Due West. Give me a free uh, old-fashioned when I get there. Oh, they got okay. good old-fashioned. Cold one. Big, big rock. They got good old-fashioned there. So uh, thanks again to her. Uh, Up Dog Mondays are, are fun here at Missing Curfew. And uh, yeah, that was fun, buddy, for breaking it down. My man. Rocky Mountain High.